Hi, this is Joshua Marcingel with the Abundant Encounters podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in as we walk through the first book of Corinthians together. This podcast exists to help facilitate encounters from a very real God who is not short on encounters. He has plenty of moments he wants to share with you where you'll know that he's real. And um, one of the keys to that is hearing the word of God. So we first share the word of God uh, for the purpose of hearing. And then faith um, is put into action Um, in a little activation at the end. So I hope you'll join us as we go through that. And I hope it blesses you. You really hear from the Lord and you really encounter Him, which I believe if I define the word encounter, it just means having a moment where you know that you know that you know that God is real. Uh, You may have had one of those moments just yesterday, you know, a near car crash or something and you and you saw the hand of God or or, uh, there's there's tons of other examples. Maybe you were in a business meeting and and you sensed the presence of wisdom come on you. These are all exceptional, wonderful encounters that we should celebrate and begin to steward in our lives. Um, It allows and and invites the partnership that God has always wanted to give his children. Um, He's not a boss, he's not a production manager, he's a father and he wants to be alongside you every day and learning to live like that after having learned to not live like that throughout our lives, it takes some intentionality. And, but when the encounters begin to come and we begin to recognize them for what they are, we begin to live in an elevated life that is desired. And it, that desire that's growing in us to know Him, it's, it's God's desire for His kids to be absolutely blessed and to know Him personally. It's the whole thing is knowing Him. So I want to pray right now. Lord God, we thank you for your wonderful presence, Father God. I pray that you'd father each one of us, that we would know and be able to celebrate those moments that we get to share with you on a daily basis, Lord God. Do not relent in your pursuit of us, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for breakthrough, that encounters would be abundant and throughout our day. But not only that, but that we would notice them and that we would be able to remember them and recall them. Lord, I bind up anything that would hinder this time with you. We just invite your Holy Spirit to help counsel us and move us towards your heart, Lord God. Move us towards you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. We enter your gates with our affections turned towards you, our gratitude abundant, Lord God. You are why we come. You're why we're here. We love you. Amen. Awesome. So today we're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And Paul is in the middle of a rebuke to the Corinthians church. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. But um, it's a beautiful fatherly love that he's sharing with the Corinthians. And I just want you to be able to receive it that way. So here's 1 Corinthians chapter 6 in the Passion Translation today. 
Furthermore, how dare you take a fellow believer to court? It is wrong to drag him before the unrighteous to settle a legal dispute. Isn't it better to take him before God's holy believers to settle the matter? Don't you realize that we, the holy ones, will judge the universe? If the unbelieving world is under your jurisdiction, you should be fully competent to settle these trivial lawsuits among yourselves. For surely you know that we will one day judge angels, let alone these everyday matters. Don't you realize that you are bringing your issues before civil judges appointed by people who have no standing within the church? What a shame that there is not one within the church who has the spirit of wisdom, who could arbitrate these disputes and reconcile the offended parties. It's not right for a believer to sue a fellow believer and especially to bring it before the unbelievers. Don't you realize that when you drag another believer into court, you're providing the evidence that you are already defeated? Wouldn't it be better to accept the fact that someone is trying to cheat and take advantage of you and simply choose the high road? At times, it is better to just accept injustice and even to let someone take advantage of you rather than to expose our conflicts publicly before unbelievers. But instead, you keep cheating and doing wrong to your brothers and sisters and then request that unbelievers render the judgment. Surely you must know that people who practice evil cannot possess God's kingdom realm. Stop being deceived. People who continue to engage in sexual immorality, idolatry, adultery, sexual perversion, homosexuality, fraud, greed, drunkenness, verbal abuse, or extortion, these will not inherit God's kingdom realm. It's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles, but now you have been purified from sin, made holy, and given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus the Messiah and through our union with the Spirit of God. It's true that our freedom allows us to do anything but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. Some have said, I eat to live and I live to eat, but God would do away with it all. The body was not created for illicit sex, but to serve and worship our Lord Jesus, who can fill the body with himself. Now the God who raised up our Lord from the grave will awaken and raise us up through his mighty power. Don't you know that your bodies belong to Christ as his body parts? Should one presume to take the members of Christ's body and make them into members of a harlot? Absolutely not. Aren't you aware of the fact that when anyone sleeps with a prostitute he becomes a part of her? and she becomes a part of him. For it has been declared, the two become a single body. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is mingled into one spirit with him. This is why you must keep running away 
from sexual immorality. For every other sin a person commits is external to the body, but immorality involves sinning against your own body. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer, for the gift of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside your sanctuary. You were God's expensive purchase, paid for with tears of blood. So by all means then, use your body to bring glory to God. Paul won't let us get around the idea that we were made for a purpose in these scriptures. He's continually letting us know that we were designed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We were designed to move in purity, um, and not just in purity, but also in power, wisdom, and those kind of things. They should be who we are. And if we're not practicing those things, and we've gotten away from our very own identity, and it's caused our lives to become dark and confusing and difficult. And he wants us to snap out of it. He's, this is the Father's love. It says, hey, I know that you think you know what you're doing, but I, I need you to understand that I already have been where you're at. And, and I, there is a way out. There, there is a way out. There's a story that I heard recently that, um, you know, kind of brings this to light. It's about it's uh, about a lady who has a pet python snake, and um, and she takes the snake to the vet because she's worried because it stopped eating, um, and so she's trying to feed it. It won't it won't eat anything, but it keeps like. Um, when she's laying down, it, the snake will lie next to her. So as she's telling the veterinarian this, uh, the veterinarian's eyes get really big and he's uh, scared and alarmed and says, this is what pythons do. They, they will lie. They, he's lining you up, measuring you out to see for his next meal. So he's stopped eating because he's decided that you're his next meal. And this is what sin continually and shame and these things that lie to us and want to come in and take the father's place and tell us that we can have comfort from them that we can be um you know shaded or hidden or um or you know protected by them it seems seems so weird but that is the message that they bring and what they're trying to do just to bring light to it is they're really trying to father you they're trying to get you to a place so that they can basically command you master you enslave you um, so that you will do their bidding on the earth that's that's the end game for them is is uh, these are demonic forces they're principalities and this is our spiritual warfare to only be fathered by the father by god the father He's never the voice of condemnation telling you that you've done something wrong. 
He is the voice of conviction with his hands out ready to embrace you and to bring you home. That's who he always will be. And when we understand that, we can venture out into anything that he calls us into. He's got a plan just for us in this life. But it may occur to us, why are we doing the things that we're doing that we don't like to do? And um, it's usually because there's something missing from our experience. There's some, there's some pain that we're trying to cover up. There's something, there's some shame that's teaching us to hide. Um, and when we bring that into the light, it's not so that we can be condemned. It's so that we can release it to the Father and we can move on into our relationship with Him. The fig leaf served only one purpose for Adam and it was to hide his nakedness from the Father. He was ashamed of who he was. That's what the scripture said. So it's time to absolutely expose shame. Maybe when you were a child, something happened that, that really shouldn't have, but, um, you know, but it was a painful experience. Shame is like a father. It comes in, it tries to tell us who we are. Um, you know, it, it gives us labels. It calls you uh, depressed or shy or dirty or um, unforgivable doesn't matter what those circumstances were any label it tried to give you was untrue and by embracing those labels we embrace the father the fathering of shame and that's just going to cause chaos in our lives So what I want you to do now is just forgive yourself and renounce the lie that, that you are any of those things that shame called you. Declare it out. Say, I am not depressed. I am not dirty. I'm not a troublemaker, I'm not a hellion. Anything that fits there, renounce it. I renounce that in Jesus' name. I renounce that in Jesus' name. And now I want you to imagine Jesus there with you and say, Jesus, just look him in the eyes and say, Jesus, what's the truth about me? And write that down if you can. But make sure you remember it. The truth that he's telling you about yourself is, is Jesus fathering you. You've just shifted your, your worship in that area, your, your, um, your son or daughtership in that area back to where it belongs to the Father. And I'm sure he'll have, he'll have more and more things to say about your identity as you move towards that. If you have questions... Ask and believe. 
See, hearing from God isn't just about hearing his voice. That's awesome and incredible, but it's actually because God wants us to live here in the land of the living with a kind of power, with an inheritance. And bring the and when we do it brings the kingdom of God to the earth. And this is what he wants, right? See, God didn't plan out all the bad things to happen to you in your life. He never wanted any of that. It's a fallen world. His solution for that fallen world was to send Jesus Christ into it. He said, I don't like it. I don't want it to be that way. And so he sent Jesus Christ to fix that problem. And of course, we crucified him. We put him up on a cross. And at that point, you know, that was, that was life, that was love, going to death on a cross. But then he resurrected again, and he brought us all with him. And it wasn't just for us. It was us. He was us. He was bringing us up with him. And so now that you've been created again anew, you are a new creation. Your identity is only one place. We actually don't know who we are. It's Father God. He is the one that has and holds and holds sacred our identity. Go and ask him every chance you get to talk to you about who you are. He won't withhold that information from you. It's hidden there for you. And that was intentional. He didn't want that information to be manipulated by all the liars that would come in and father us incorrectly. But he has that information for you. When you seek, you will find. And you being you is what we all need you to do. The whole world needs you to be you, not someone else, not like your pastor, not like me, not like anyone else, just you. You're so special. You're so valuable. Jesus paid it all for you. He set the market price for you. It's too high for anyone else to pay. But he did pay it for you. Hey, I, I pray this blesses you and helps you walk into another level of this relationship with the Lord. You need him for guiding you in your own identity. There's so much more to this. Um, but he's the safe place for you, for you to find out more about who you are. He's the only one that can really release you into your gifts and callings. It's time to not be fathered by anything else other than Him. And it's okay, we all get, we're made to worship. We're so good at it that we just, we, we end up worshiping something even if we're not worshiping God. And that's how we get into these awkward situations where we are being fathered by the wrong thing because we've submitted to it, we've sat under it, and we're learning and we're receiving from it. But God says, this isn't an end here to our relationship. Just stop that, release yourself from it, you know, re renounce it, 
uh, repent and begin to turn all of that authority back over to the one true God, the one that loves you and will lead you and guide you because of who you are. God bless you. Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek him and find him. Seek like a king before you share as his priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.